top of the morning to you, Sana. That's you. That's your cue to say something when I speak. Especially when I use your name as though I'm addressing you. That's your cue to speak. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Never been better than this. Really? Yeah. In 41 years on this earth, you've never been better than you are right now. Past three years, knowing you today, I feel really good. Okay. Because I'm going to be a bachelorette. You get the house to yourself again. We're recording this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do things I like to do. <laughs> like call your husband. Stuff that I like to do. <laughs> yeah, like FaceTime with your husband. Yeah, when my husband's sleeping, I will do other stuff. What do you do when I'm not here? I do spa. I will go and do shopping. I'll go to Hanoi and go to some cool places. Like what? Uh, like some coffee shops that I want to try. Coffee shops? Yeah. What's wrong with the coffee shops here? There's nothing wrong, but I just want to get away. Okay. Spend past my time until you wake up. There are some cool coffee shops in Hanoi. There really are. Yeah, there are very nice places I've been before. There's some actually really creative, nothing special, but creative. It's really, really neat shops that they have there. And uh, I'm also, this morning I decided if I have... Another two, three weeks, I can go to Winmec and actually take care of this small spot beside my eye. Winmec is a hospital here in town. And Sana has, what is it, a birthmark yeah. next to your eye? Mm-hmm. So you've had it all your life, and now you've decided that you can't have it. You can't live with it anymore. I didn't have it all my life. It just suddenly became darker. Okay. And I want to, I went to Winmec about two months ago and. They said they can do it right away by laser surgery, and uh, I was. And but there is other way, like six months using a cream. But I'm really getting tired of every morning and night, and after every time I have time, I have to put those. Right. Um, so I don't care. I just wanna. Just wanna get rid of it. Yeah, just pay it, pay it, and let them do the. It's a small spot on her eye. It's about half the size of a dime, just for reference. Is it's, that big? It's noticeable, but it's not a big deal. Half a dime? Half of a dime, yeah. Is that big? A dime is the smallest coin in the United States. Yeah, but it's this is very small. Well, so is a dime. Dime is not this size. Okay. It's about a tenth of the size of a dime. Hi. There you go. Work for you? Okay, that would be a really it big dime. It doesn't have to but work for me. It should be something that really, you know, measure it right. Okay. All right. Anyhow, uh, Vinmec is the name of the hospital where Sana is going to get her laser surgery to remove this unsightly spot next to her eye that has been there as long as I've known her, and it is never I've never known it to detract from your physical appearance nor your inward beauty. If you say that it has to go, then it has to go. That's as simple as that. And then, today being July 14th, 2022, is the day that I depart Vietnam again and go back to Virginia Beach again. 
and fight the good fight. And then shortly after that, should we tell people? Should we make the announcement right now? Okay. Well, we do have uh, forward progress on Sana's visa. We can't say anything specific, but things are moving in the right direction. I'll just leave it at that. So we have um, we have a lot to look forward to. Although I am departing and leaving you, it's with more optimism today than than we've experienced in the past. So it's it's uh, it's not a bad day. It is it's bad in that we're going to be separated, but we have a lot to look forward to. So I have. I have this idea, honey, and maybe th- this could go this could go straight into the toilet for all I know. It could be just a total bust. But I think that I want to teach you idioms of the American language. Sure. And I'm I, open to And I want to ma- I want to make that a regular feature of our show is I just teach you uh a- an idiom. Sure. And what I want to teach you today is the phrase, never look a gift horse in the mouth. Do you know what that means? Yeah. What does it mean? That means never look at a gift in the horse mouth. Okay. See That, that means if you're dealing with a horse, yes. don't expect positive things come out of it. It's not exactly what it means. It's a good educated guess, but it's not exactly. It's a phrase that when you get something... Like an unexpected, something good happens to you, and it's not expected, and it seems like it's just out of the clear blue sky. You say, I don't don't know why this happened, but I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. What this means is that, and I read this a while ago, it, it means that when you are given like a horse, for example, it's not for example, it's the whole idiom. <laughs> but when you, if you're, someone gives you a horse, what you would do it, like if you're buying a horse, you would look at in the look in the mouth. You want to look at the teeth, look at the gums, and see if it's healthy. And then you decide, do I want to buy this horse? Mm. So the idea is, when you are given a horse, well, you don't look at the mouth to decide whether or not you want to have it, whether or not you want to keep it. If you need a horse, and someone just gives you a horse, you don't look it in the mouth. Of course not. Right. You're talking to somebody who from childhood want a horse (laughs) and you you remember you told me in 2019 you're thinking of uh getting a farm Mm -hmm. so when i come to us we can i can have a farm and a good house and you said you're gonna make sure to get a horse for me Mm -hmm. well that's why we have this business so we can do business (laughs) and earn revenue so we can buy that farm and get sauna her horse I always wanted a horse. And then when I give it to you, are you going to look it in the mouth? I will look at your mouth. You're going to look at my mouth. <laughs> and then decide if you want to keep me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, like I said, I don't know about this ex- ex- this exercise on the show. This this could come back to haunt me. <laughs> well, here's another idiom. It's been on my mind, and it's a little... I just find it a little weird to hear it. And it's so common. And it's something that I've heard so many times. And I never really thought that much about it. 
And it's the phrase, when life throws you a curveball. Have you ever heard that? Yes. It's very common, I think, among foreigners too. Yeah. So what comes to your mind when you hear that phrase? Or what does like it mean? Life is upside down and upside ups and downs and you can't always think it's going to be straight and the mm -hmm. way is paved for you you have to also expect you will go into curves as well how are you going to deal and if you go into a, the curve you cannot see at the end of the line you have to actually pass the curve to see what is the other side so it depends on the quality of a person in life how they're going to look at it how they're going to use that to reach to their goals and be successful. Yeah, and I, I was thinking about it this past week. It's not like it's a real problem that the people see it this way or people use that phrase. I'm not trying to fix the universe here. It's just it's just something that I was thinking about. And I realized that of course it's a baseball analogy when you're up to bat, you're expecting fastballs or you 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 expect the ball to go straight over the plate and you expect it to be a certain way, but then the pitch will throw a curveball. It goes kind of goes up and then it curves a little bit. So you can't track it as well as, as a, as a fastball. Uh, that's in, like you said, that's the idea is it keeps you on your toes, right? Th something happens that you don't expect or it just comes out of the blue and you have to deal with it. And people say, life throws you a curveball. And I realized this past week that um, a good batter, a, ba a good baseball player who's up to bat, they're going to be expecting curveballs. <laughs> you know, they'd, right. be, they'd be foolish to sit there or, or stand there in the batter's box and just expect that the pitcher is going to throw something <laughs> that they can hit. Mm -hmm. The pitcher's job... <laughs> is to throw it in a place where you can't hit it. Mm -hmm. That's his job. And so why would why would a batter be flustered or upset or angry if the pitcher is essentially doing his job, throwing a curveball uh, when, when he doesn't expect it? And, th and they'll do that. I've watched baseball. I'm not an expert, but I've watched it enough to know that pitchers will throw fastball, 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 fastball. And then the batter is just in this rhythm, this hypnotic rhythm, And he's expecting a fastball, and he throws the curveball, and he strikes him out. That's the idea. And it, and it happens all the time. You get the batter just in that, in that mode. It's the same strategy when I used to play badminton. I used to hit it in one side, back, 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 and suddenly a short in front. Yeah, you, it's just you're keeping people, you're keeping your opponent uh, on their toes and honest. You want to get them in that state where they're just expecting. Mm -hmm. It's predictable. It's a routine. We have seen this also in the uh, most recent episode of Better Call Saul. So what what I liked about this episode was how two uh, drug lords, or let's say mafia, uh, they could read each other's move. So, for example, Gus, with one simple question, would know that Um, the reason why uh, Lalo sent Kim instead of the guy, because Kim is a very smart woman. If Kim was with him in their house and, she, uh, and he would uh, stick Kim to the chair or um, chain Kim, Kim would find a way, that woman, to rescue himself. But Jimmy 
according to Lalo, is dumb. Uh, even in the Better Call Saul, most of the time, he was portrayed as a very dumb person. So he thought uh, what Jim, what Jimmy told him, suggests him to send her is better idea because she she's loyal to Jimmy and she would do anything for her husband. But a man would chicken out, maybe do something wrong. And his idea was to keep Jimmy and chain him to the chair to go for his mission because he knew at the end he's going to kill Gus. None of those two. It was just his plan. But at the same time, all these master plan was read by Gus by one question. He asked him, what was the purpose to come here? He said, because Lalo said, I have to go and kill this short guy with the glass and black um, actually, it was not me. He asked Jimmy and said, so why are you here? He said, because Jimmy told him to send me. And he said, and he actually, actually, Jimmy could change his mind like that. And she said, yes. And he didn't want to hear Kim anymore. Because with that, he already read from A to Z plan of Lalo. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, he, he, he realized from Kim's statement, uh, like, 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 like Gus knows his enemy probably better than his enemy knows himself. Mm-hmm. And Lalo is his absolute sworn enemy out to kill him. Mm-hmm. Not just kill him, but destroy everything that he's worked for, mm-hmm. worked for in this drug empire. It's funny to use these terminology describing these narcissist drug people. Anyway, uh, he, he realized... Wait a minute. This is Lalo we're talking about. He is he doesn't get talked out of anything. Once he if he has a plan, he's going to stick to his plan. And that's 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 it. So when he heard the words he talked Lalo out of it. Immediately he, he knew, knew that he had another plan. This was a false flag right here. Mm-hmm. Like you were here to distract me and my people. Mm-hmm. And that's when he realized something is up. And you went to the. And if you if you're a Better Call Saul fan, and you ha, and you haven't seen episode eight of season six, my apologies. I'm going to put a spoiler alert at the very beginning of the show notes, so people don't uh, don't 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 get their experience ruined. But uh, he realized this is this was a false flag to distract me and my and my uh, employees. We have to go to the laundry and then. What happened, happened. Yeah, honey, you know why I talked about this? You might be thinking, why all of a sudden talking about all this? Because you talked about how the really professional baseball players know what's coming for them. So I th- I think it's not only in sports and also in every aspect of our life. Even you're into an evil act or carrier like that or uh, you're in a very clean carrier mm-hmm. path like podcasting yeah this curveball <laughs> <laughs> this curveball you have to face everybody have to face it and if you are not trained experienced and professional you will lose that point. exactly and that's that's my whole point is the whole the whole idea of life throwing you a curveball and you use that as an excuse for saying well this didn't get done because life threw me a curveball or we couldn't accomplish this because we had a curveball thrown at us. You're, if you're a professional, you expect the curveball. But professional hitters, they get fooled by the curveball. And they got to take the walk, as they say. 
from the home plate to the dugout, and the camera's following him. <laughs> it's It sucks. <laughs> Anyhow, all that to say is that uh, I don't use that phrase very often. I've never, I don't think I've ever used it. And the more I think about it, the more I realize life is curveballs. Like, like life is not placid thing where you're just throwing juicy fastballs across the plate that you can hit for home runs every time. Life is curveballs, you know? So don't, don't get upset and don't certainly don't use it as an excuse for not fulfilling your mission on this earth because life threw you a curveball. It's life. We've all had things thrown at us and you have to react to it. Respond, react. Really, you want to get get yourself in a position where you're not reacting, but you are responding. We should talk about that in another podcast is response versus reaction. So a lot of people, a lot of businesses, they're always reacting to this and that because they don't have a plan. They don't have a set protocol for this is how we do this. This is how we do that. And everybody's frustrated. I'm getting off on a tangent myself, but uh, all that to say is expect the curveball. All right. Well, my name is James, and this is my beautiful wife, Sana, at my side. Uh, this is our last time recording in the same room together for a little a little while, but we have good news to share at the appropriate time soon. And uh, one day, soon enough, all of this traveling will be over. This traveling will be over, and then we'll do traveling that we that we both want to do together rather than shuttling between the two VIs, <laughs> the two V's, the Virginia and Vietnam. I need to, I need to start a, like a charter shuttle service, Virginia to Vietnam shuttle service just for me. <laughs> Anyhow, my name is James and, uh, we, uh, appreciate you pressing play on our little show. And our call to action for you today is, uh, if you have not listened to it yet, we highly encourage you to listen to our Crave series. Crave is the core foundational principles of our business. It is community, respect, adventure, voshtan, and energy. And Sana and I uh, put together a recording of each of these principles, and it's fun, and they're really lighthearted. And I personally think that they're really interesting and a lot of value to be gleaned from them. So if you want to check it out, uh, here's a URL for you to go to jnshub.com, jnshub.com forward slash crave. And that will take you to the page with the uh, recordings, uh, the crave recordings. So that is your call to action. If you have not Listen to that yet, then by all means, do so. We have a weekend coming up. It's perfect to take a a little bit of a Saturday morning walk around the lake or maybe put it on 1.5 speed in the car and have that be your commute. It's really fun. We enjoyed putting it together, and you'll enjoy listening to it too. So jnshub.com forward slash crave, and we will be in your earballs soon.